Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here talking with, with Colin O'Brien, Head of Q&A, Change of Control at Ryanair. How is it, Ryanair Labs? How's it going, Colin? Hi, how you doing, Ryan? Good, thanks. Now, tell us a bit about, about uh, your background and how you end up in Ryanair. Yeah, so I suppose um, I had uh, quite a circuitous route into Ryanair. Um, my background would be in electronics and telecommunications originally, and I would have worked for a number of operators um, out around Europe for a number of years before returning to Dublin around about um, 2004. Um, from there, I worked for a number of indigenous software companies um, in and around Dublin, uh, predominantly supplying uh, vendor solutions into telecom operators. Um, ultimately ended up working for Qualcomm um, working for a software division there. Qualcomm would be um, one of the largest um, non-manufacturing uh, um, organizations of uh, chipsets. Um, and from there then, uh, I pretty much moved out to, to Reiner here. There was an opportunity arose. Um, and, you know, when Michael O'Leary comes calling with an opportunity, um, the best thing to do is to take it up. And then I found myself out here about uh, two and a half years ago and have quite enjoyed it since. And tell us a bit about the background to the uh, Reiner Labs. How long has it been going and what come out of their innovation was? Yeah, so Reiner Labs has been underway since about September 2014, so around about three years. Uh, we've had quite a lot of innovations. I suppose one of the, the earliest innovations and successes we had was the redevelopment of our native apps. Originally, there would have been a, a hybrid version of the app, and that was completely redesigned and redeveloped by an in-house team in Reiner Labs, um, and that was delivered in March of 2015. So that was one of the, of the biggest innovations and the biggest wins we had to begin with. Um, all around um, making it easier for customers to purchase um, from their pocket, basically, with our new app. Um, and that has gone through um, quite a number of iterations since, and it, it's become quite a, a leading uh, channel for us in terms of bookings and sales. And one of the nicest innovations we had on that over the years was the ability to purchase items with one flick on the app so you were able to add the likes of fast track priority boarding and things like that with one flick with your store payments and the introduction of um, my Ryanair uh, integration into the app um, as the foundation of all of that. Uh, more recent innovations then would be around um, Alexa so we've developed a skill for Alexa where you can query uh, Ryanair flights, uh, flight info and flight availability and things so that's kind of right up to the minute with um, today's technology in terms of voice activation and we're looking at rolling that out as well across maybe some chatbots and things like that which would be a, a very good driver for automated customer service integration so it would be something we could use to you know, reduce the cost and overhead of our customer service while also providing some new and innovative technology for our customer base to interact with us for you know, frequently asked questions and uh, passenger information. And I guess chatbots are probably going to be the future of things for you guys as well? Yeah, chatbots um, is uh, quite a hot topic for us. Um, we have a number of chatbots which we have integrated with uh, the likes of Skype and Slack and some of the instant messenger technology as well. So, I mean, that, that's something that we can see um, quite a lot of growth for. And, I mean, there's good opportunity there for efficiencies and, you know, for, you know, quicker response times to passengers as well. So, you know, you're not sitting there waiting for somebody to reply back. We get um, normally, you know, 70 to 80% of the questions we can answer within a couple of um, lines of, of of a reply, so you know that that would be a very very good win for for not only ourselves but for customers as well. 
Yeah, and also I guess when the customer can see you've got that in, it means they know they're going to be reassured. They're not hanging around for a long time to get an answer. Yeah, correct. I would agree with that. Yeah. So the quick, the quicker we can get them through, you know, the the more people we can serve, and then the fewer contacts ultimately we would have, and you know, by yeah, and having those innovations in place. I guess because over the years, Ryanair changed and become more basically customer friendly, and this is probably another another way of doing that as well. Yeah, I mean, we're always getting better program. We're into the fourth year of that now. We've been quite successful with a lot of the, the changes we've made. You know, we allocated seating and, you know, the, the extra cabin bags and things like that. And Family Plus uh, changing our fare structure a little bit to make it a little bit easier for people to bundle together our products and get, get better value as a result. So, you know, we don't have to go trawling across um, all of the other websites to find the best deal. You, you can you can find the, the best deal on Ryanair with all the elements bundled in and you get a, you get a, a good a good fair um, as well as a good price for all of the products within the bundle then as well so having that available has make it, made it easier for people to book um, certainly for families as well you know where we have those bundles in place and um, you can get your bags and receipts and everything else up front and uh, get a nice little discount off that um, so quite quite a lot of um, you know new in the, and um, new improvements there and um, not only just improvements to the standard booking but also to the products that we have available overall it's good to hear. Now, in the past three years, Ryanair has undergone through a significant digital transformation. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, people would have been very familiar with the Ryanair brand and the Ryanair website going back a number of years ago. And the original, well, I suppose the... The 2012 or 2013 website that was in place um, was typically called a bit of an obstacle course. You know, it was more about um, what what you had to do to opt out of various things more so than what you could do to just, you know, go through and make your booking. Um, the feeling at that stage was that our fares were so low that we could subject our customers to all manner of pain and hardship and they would ultimately book anyway because they were so cheap. Um, what we found then was that we had hit a ceiling of about 80 million passengers around about 2012 and 2013, and we, we couldn't seem to break through that. Uh, what we did then was we had a look at ourselves internally, and um, we produced a bit of a scorecard. And where we fell down greatly, we found, was on the digital side of things. So we were very, very much behind the curve in terms of our competitors, so the likes of EasyJet and with. Um, Air Berlin to a certain degree and some of the other carriers um, in the low cost space so we decided that you know we needed to improve our digital offer um, across the board so you know not just on the website itself but across, uh, improve our digital connection with people as well through our, our sales and marketing campaigns how we interact with people via emails all of our uh, collateral that we would have um, on the website and just basically improve across the board and, and, and make it a little bit more um, transparent as such as well and that led then to us you know, developing the Reiner Labs model and starting to build a new website and all of that kicked off as I said in 2014. We went through most of 2015 then developing the new website as it stands today and pretty much took on a two-year program of work and completed it within nine months. Uh, so we would pride ourselves on moving very, very quickly and being a very dynamic organization in terms of producing software and software at a, at a high quality as well. And that then um, laid the path uh, for all of the AGB plans over the last number of years and particularly on the digital side of things, putting together various different channels then with the mobile app and the website and having the, the website as a mobile responsive um, site as well. That's, you know, we could serve all manner of devices 
Um, we've also put a strategy together for serving legacy devices, which you know might have older browsers or older devices that might not work so well with the new technology. And we put a, a mobile version of the site together, so that would be our end dot Ryanair. So we're trying to be, um, you know, all things to all men and all devices in terms of the ability for people to come on and use their digital devices to book with us. So be it a legacy device, uh, be it a gaming console that has internet access, or be it you know up to the minute. Samsung or um, Apple devices or anything like that in between that you can have a channel available there to, to make and book with Ryanair. I guess that takes time and you have to have a big team for that as well to get that working properly. Yeah, it does take um, quite a long time and quite a big team. So at the moment we have in the order of 12 scrum teams and they would have anywhere between 8 to 12 people within each of those teams working towards producing features and solutions for the website and the mobile app. Um, we have a large body of people here in Dublin. Uh, we have about 110 people working on the lab site here in Dublin. We have another 140 people in our sister office in Poland in a city called Wrocław. Um, we have um, ambitions to grow to about 250 people there. Uh, we should top out at about 200 towards the end of this year in, in Wrocław as well. So quite, um, quite an ambitious uh, recruitment program going on there. We have recently also opened an office in Madrid, uh, so we're currently fitting out um, a city centre space in Madrid there, and we have 20 people working on site at the moment, and we also have ambitions to go to about 200 people there. So, I mean, over the next uh, 18 to 24 months, the Reiner Labs and Travel Labs organisations across Europe should be in excess of 500 or 550 people. So that's quite a large body of people um, producing um, digital solutions for Reiner. Um, Ultimately, what we want to become uh, as Ryanair Labs is uh, a tech company with an airline attached. So that, that would be how we would sell ourselves um, to the market and to any prospective candidates that we would be trying to recruit into the organisation. You can see now there's a lot of new companies now saying we're not, we're not what we are, we're tech now. So somebody who basically married in coffee like Starbucks when they've got apps now, they're now saying we're a tech company. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you would have talked to, you know, people would talk about Coca Cola and they talk about and um, the likes of McDonald's. You know, people would ask them, you know, what type of organisation are you? And predominantly, they would say that they're a marketing organisation. And and for us, like you know, we we are a huge marketing engine and we are a huge tech engine now. So you know, it's it's not that the airline is um, secondary to that. It's um, what can we do to drive the airline forward and what can we do to to become disruptors in the travel industry. Um, and all of that then centres around uh, a lot of what we would have spoken about in, in the market when we go out and, and speak at conferences and things like that and about becoming the Amazon.com travel, uh, not just selling flights or your traditional car and accommodation on, on our site, but also various other uh, elements and other you know interesting things that we can offer. For example, we have Chorus for um, is, a, is a partner we've introduced recently for event ticketing. So you can purchase a flight um, anywhere into London and you can also pick up a ticket for a West End show. So you can bundle all of that together. So it's quite um, quite innovative from our point of view and that we can have those products on board. Um, we're also looking at integrating other airlines as well. So, you know, a key feature of Amazon is that they don't just sell their own products, they sell other people's products. So we're looking to create a marketplace where others can come on board and we'll host their inventory and sell on their behalf. So we have the likes of Air Europa, who are part of the, the website now, and we're selling flights um, from anywhere across the network into Madrid. And from Madrid, then, you can fly onwards to anywhere, um, well, to a number of destinations served by Air Europa in South America and in North America. So that that's um, our initial foray into producing transatlantic um, offers. And, you know, that's something that... 
uh, when it would be questioned about a lot in the past, you know, when you're going to do transatlantic, and you know, transatlantic exists now. It's um, it's an option, and um, you know, we, we will be looking at improving that product over time as well. So it's not just about Ryanair; it's about you know what we can do to put the best products and the most um, comprehensive set of products in front of our customers on our digital channels. Well, I guess for you, when your job is you're in point control for Ryanair Software Solutions, it's not an easy job. How do you keep this going while also looking after the uh, customers, making sure they're happy? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great challenge and it's a very exciting challenge. Um, it, it's not always easy to, to keep everybody happy. I mean, we have 1.5 million unique visitors who would visit the site on a daily basis. Um, for the most part, um, we, we do serve all of those very, very successfully. And a lot of the feedback we would have over the last number of years is that people are, are very, very excited by the developments and changes that we've made on the website um, people praise the app um, very very highly all the time any, any time we meet people um, you know be it you know, anecdotally through friends and family or colleagues that we would meet out uh, you know on the on the pass with um, conferences and things like that they're all very very impressed with what we've managed to achieve um, of course you know we're not afraid to move fast and you know we have to keep on moving and we can't um, certainly can't sit on our laurels or anything like that and we're not afraid to break things that, that's our key message here um, to the teams you know never be afraid to break something and um, we just have to keep moving forward um, it, you, know, you know move fast and break things would be the Facebook model um, and that would be a mantra we would subscribe to as well and um, we have multiple releases per week and in some cases we would have multiple releases per day so in the event that we do um, leak some issues into the production environment we're, we're never very far away from having those fixed that's it's usually within 28 or 48 hours, 24 or 48 hours, we would have that corrected. Um, of course, we do have structures in place where we would keep that um, issue leakage to a minimum. Um, there is a, a large body of people who are involved in the quality assurance of the software solutions that we have with a very heavy emphasis as well on automated testing. Um, we're looking at, um, you know, the whole DevOps model is something that's very digital at the moment and we're quite heavily in, involved in, in putting those measures and structures in place on our own software development lifecycle. Um, so we would have continuous integration and continuous delivery ambitions and all of that around uh, the automation that we can put in through automated deploys, automated uh, deliveries to the production environment and automated testing then um, as a precursor to all of that. Um, and of course, shifting the responsibility to the left-hand side as well where we're putting the responsibility of quality back through the organization back all the way to where the designers start the, the early concepts and the product owners and developers getting together and quality assurance engineers looking at the grooming sessions and looking at the, the stories that we're um, planning on putting into um, you know the, the new feature sets and having quality as a part of that conversation as early in, in the process as we can I guess that's good because as long as the customers are happy then you know you've done a good job Exactly, yeah, and I mean, we we have a we have a fantastic tool as well called Twitter. And, yeah. uh, our our customers are never shy about letting us know when we've made a mistake on Twitter. So if, if we haven't found it ourselves, then chances are our customers will have found it within the first five minutes of a deployment on Twitter, and we, we'll be we'll be all over that trying to fix it then. Well, I guess with Twitter, you can have, you can talk to customers then and there like a chatbot in a way, but in real life with a real yeah. person. And at least when they see that, they're more reassured you're doing your job properly. Yeah, it's 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 um. You know, it's it's a great tool. Um, I mean, it's um, it, it can be quite painful at times to you know have your all your air, you know your feelings um, put out there for all to see across um, you know millions and millions of followers on Twitter. But you know, it, it is a great way to get the instant and immediate feedback. Um, and of course, it's not always bad. We do get um, quite a lot of praise on Twitter as well, which is um, which is great to see. And it's it's great to see that instant feedback when we do delight people as well.
Because I remember years ago, Ryan there used to, used to people say when you're booking online, go to Back Spirit, who do you contact? At least now with Twitter, you can contact them there and then. And even though it's good or bad, people know you're human and you're trying to correct their mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we have um, our Twitter account would be manned from um, eight in the morning to eight in the evening. You know, so it's um, you know twelve hour twelve hour span across the day when people can interact directly. Um, and you know, you, you you never know who's behind that Twitter account. You could be talking to anybody in the organisation here, and um, you know, it could be anyone from the the, the highest echelons of the organisation to people working you know day to day on the help desk. So it's um, it's always interesting to hear who's manning the the Twitter account on any given day. So that could be something like Michael Leary, something like yourself, the various... It, it could be. Yeah. I'm not saying it is, but it could be. Yeah. Well, that's a nice thought to see Michael Leary on the Twitter handle. handle. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, he, he does have his own Twitter account. He doesn't tweet, to, tweet yeah. so often, but uh, he, he does he does um, get involved. That's good to hear. Because I guess whenever Ryan Hare is, is at a conference giving a talk, people want to hear what you do next and uh, what's in the beta because you're always in the news. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have a right on a few things. Um, there's um, lots of new and interesting technologies that are coming up. Uh, for us, uh, one of the, the big things is um, artificial intelligence and machine learning. So we're seeing a lot of movement in that space uh, around predictive analytics. Um, everybody now is looking at data mining and data science as a very, very huge discipline. Um, lots of university courses and um, graduates and people coming out with um, you know PhDs around that space. Um, and we're looking at that from a view of you know what can we learn from our historical data that we can use to predict the, the booking trends of the future. And even from a personalization and segmentation point of view, how could we maybe put an offer in front of somebody and have them you know make a purchasing decision today that they might not have ordinarily made um, purely on the strength of us anticipating their future needs for travel as opposed to you know them even thinking about us to begin with. And so you know triggering that purchasing decision and using artificial intelligence and and, and as a foundation of that. Um, what we're also looking at and um, keeping a close eye on is um, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Uh, so when I think the travel industry is ripe for some level of disruption around that. Um, what we generally see is that where there is change in regulation, there is opportunity for disruption. Um, we saw that a number of years ago with the regulatory changes that gave rise to the Open Skies Agreement uh, across all of Europe, and that was really the catalyst for Ryanair taking off um, as much as it did, um, you know, back in the in the 90s. So, I mean, I think there is something around um, blockchain and cryptocurrencies that um, could serve the travel industry quite well. Um, and, you know, something now around Brexit and things like that, if there was some regulatory change, some introduction of new regulation or relaxing of existing legacy regulation could give rise to some opportunities for disruption. So we're keeping a close eye on that. You know, I know blockchain is a very, is a very, very secure way of, of handling data. So maybe that's what we looked at is the security aspect. Yeah, absolutely, the security aspect and also, you know, um, the secure contracts and things like this. So, you know, removing third parties such as the payment providers and things like that and people being able to pay direct and, you know, having um, the whole notion of um, a trip now is completely changed. So previously it would have been, you know, your trip was just a flight to and back wherever it was you were going to and, you know, you know, if you're going back real, real legacy times of travel agents, they would look after the rest of the accommodation. They would bundle everything in together for you. Uh, Reiner kind of deconstructed all of that and suggested that people should book their own and they'll get a better deal. Um, so therefore the flight came in at very, very cheap prices and people would then try to build their own packages with their own accommodation. Now it's kind of gone full circle. So people 
are interested now in having things packaged together again. Uh, Reiner Holidays is a new product that we launched earlier on in the year, which is again bringing back in the flight and accommodation bundle for people. Um, so that's becoming um, popular again. Um, what we see then uh, as part of the smart contract and the blockchain element is that People want to bundle all of these things in together. So they want to have the car, they want to have their flight, they want to have their accommodation and everything. Um, and they, but they don't necessarily want to book them all at the same time. So it's how we could build um, a model of a trip that you could have active and that you could add various different pieces to it after the fact uh, and still have the same booking reference for that as opposed to having several different booking references for your car hire for maybe your hotel and maybe your flight and trying to keep track of all of those. So we will be looking at... Um, having a notion where we can put all of that within one single trip and we could manage that possibly within the blockchain and then have your, your payment and everything else and include all of that uh, as part of the technology. So it's something we're working our way through at the moment as a, as a concept. And I guess it reassures the customer that their payment details are going to be secure and safe. Absolutely. I mean, it's fundamental that, um, that that's in place. I mean, we have um, a security organization here, which we've built up over the last number of years, um, purely with a view to making sure that all of our systems are, are, um, are compliant and secure. We were told that we would never get PCI compliance. We've actually achieved this um, earlier on this year, so we're fully PCI compliant now in terms of um, our website and, and our app and everything else like that, where um, payment card information is, is concerned. And also, I guess, next year with GDPR, you're going to make sure that you're, you're complying with that as well. Yeah, GDPR is a big issue for us, so we've um, a lot of initiatives across the organisation now where we're, we're looking to make sure that we're uh, fully compliant for, for GDPR. Um, like a, a lot of our data in the back-end systems would all be anonymised in any case. Um, we don't generally store any credit card information, so we would have all of that um, stored offline with the payment providers, so all of that would be secured away there. Um, any of the transport of information across the wire from our customers into ourselves would all be encrypted and obfuscated um, once it's um, you know been consumed uh, and then removed from, from the network. So um, we're, we would be looking to be fully GDR, GDPR compliant um, by 2018 next year, May 2018, I believe is the date. Yeah, anything else you want to add on? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, so just in around the, the new technologies and things like that that we're looking at, I think we've covered most of that. And yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's an exciting time for Rainer customers and I would encourage everybody to, you know, keep an eye on the Rainer website. We're going to be, you know, putting new uh, improvements up there all the time, improving our offer and improving the delivery of our digital, um, digital content. So that's about it. All right, that's great. Thanks thanks uh, very, very much for the uh, enjoyable check call. I look forward to seeing the new innovations on your website and all your apps. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Great thanks. talking to you. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.